Hey everybody, before we get started, I want you to know about a podcast that I've been listening to for a while now. It's called Digging In With Naime. It's a podcast where host Naime talks all things beautiful, pertaining to the world around us, with Eddie Malino's worldview. Naime is actually a past guest in one of my earlier episodes and a good friend of mine, so give it a listen. I think you'll enjoy it. D-I-G-G-I-N-W slash N-I-A-M-E-Y. Digging In With Naime, wherever your podcasts are available. appreciate you guys taking the time as usual to just check me out it really uh makes me feel happy that you are still here with me in this uh rough economic time for everybody um if you haven't looked at my last episode check it out it is actually a reading i had done um i was really nervous about doing it but it was a reading i had done about a a book i've been working on uh it's titled strawberry so if you haven't checked it out i believe i read the first uh three chapters of the book so if you have some time uh if you want to check it out before this episode go back and look at it um if you have any opinions about it let me know it's like, like i said first time reading that out loud anybody so uh check it out uh, this week's episode we have a special guest with us today well, uh, so just me by myself i don't have a special personality <laughs> <laughs> but uh, i have a special guest today and uh, he actually i met him like a while ago like a couple years ago and California now, but he has come down to Arizona, so I thought I'd jump an opportunity to talk to him. Um, his name's Isa McGowan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all right. I, yeah. Uh, thanks for having me. Thanks yeah, for coming for to the sure. show. Hell yeah, appreciate 100%. it. <laughs> um, are you originally from Arizona? No, not at all. I'm uh, I was born and raised in St. Louis. Well, not born, but raised in St. Louis. Okay. Uh, majority of my life, um, and then I came out here to go to school. Went okay. to Arizona State. Um, and then once I finished school, I just ended up staying out here okay. and whatnot. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And um, what was like the thing that made you actually want to come out to go to Arizona State? Um. Well, I guess I was here in high school too. Okay. So yeah, I was here for like two years. Okay. I, no, three years. Excuse me. Sophomore, junior, senior year, I was I was out here, you know, doing just in school and whatnot. Yeah. And then um, I actually went to Kansas State. To oh, go wow. to school, and then I went there for a couple of years, and then I finished out in Arizona. I transferred to Arizona State because oh, okay. my mom and my sister were here, so oh. I was like, "Fuck it, I might as well, you know, go Closer back to, to the fam." Yeah, with the fam and everything, just because um, Kansas was a was a a different experience. I oh. guess that's a, the okay. the best way to say it. Okay. It wasn't an experience that I was. Um, they're really behind on the times as far as like people Racial of colors. Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. So okay. it was it was very prevalent wow. um, that it was just like. You guys don't even like Arizona. I feel like they have it pretty bad, but some they, people they try to mask it yeah, at, yeah, least, yeah, at least. You they know, give effort. Yeah, Kansas they give zero fucks. They like <laughs> yeah. this is where we stand. This is oh. what we represent, and then man, yeah, and then just that, that's what it is. That's insane because half yeah. the basketball team is black. So it ha- and that's how it is, and it's crazy. And I think that's the not to get 
super political or super, you know, deep or nothing. But it's just like that's just a reflection of America. It's like when as far as black people, if y'all not dunking, rapping, or dancing, it's like we don't want. We don't want yeah, like yeah. but it's like, fam, we way bigger than that. Yeah, and then we way more. You know, even if I didn't, because I was there, you know, running the track. But even if I wasn't there on the track, I still had a four point four GPA. Like Jeez. I still had. So you're you know, educated. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, fam, like I don't. You know, I'm I'm not I don't have to do athletics. I yeah. can do other shit. And multiple black people, it's black people that make me look like a dumbass. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. But yeah, what where were you, uh, what were you going to school for when you were? Uh, political science. Oh, yeah, wow. that's yeah. So that's what I ended wow. up getting my degree what, in. What was that interest for that? Uh, I think I always wanted to be the president of the United States. Okay. You know, I thought that was just a, just some ill shit to do. And yeah. I, there was, this was. Even before Obama, you know, I just thought it would be super dope to just like, damn, just going through your history books and stuff and, and learning that like, this isn't, you know, what they telling you isn't what is, what black representation is. Yeah. You know, they say, they say slavery, Martin Luther King and Rosa Parks and Harriet Tubman. And that's, that's it. it. Yeah. You, know, you, you get that. And then yeah. you, you'll be lucky to get, you might get a Frederick Douglass yeah. or a George Washington Carver because of the because of peanut butter and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Eli, you know, uh, the cotton gin and stuff like that. But it's like, you don't get. That's so much. Black history is so rich, and then it's just like, and then just looking through history, and it's like, damn, out of all these presidents, like out of you know, forty three, you know, forty two presidents, it's like we don't, we don't have yeah, no black represent. Like yeah. no black. You just looking. I remember one day. Um, Looking at like a, uh, you know, like a placemat, you know, yeah. like when you eat your food on and stuff, and then it had all the presidents. And I'm looking, and I knew that like the back of my hand, like I knew who, what number was yeah. the, pre- I still wish I knew that now, I don't, but like <laughs> I knew like all of the presidents. Yeah. But then one day I'm eating and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, and I had to be like 12. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, ain't no, like, ain't no, like, I knew there wasn't any black yeah. people. I knew there hasn't been a black but president. But just out. see it's it different. laid out, like, since all these years, mm-hmm. since the fucking, what is it, 1600s? Like, yeah. That's a long time. Right, like, none? Time. Not one. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, fam, I got to change it. I got to yeah. do, you know, I got to do something different. I got to, I got to, I got to add to this, you yeah. know? Um, so I just wanted to get into politics, and I, I wanted to do that in some type of law that, I just wanted, I just, I just always thought that was some fly shit to just, you know, either be like an astronaut or either be like in a law firm or yeah. have my own law firm or big, just, just, yeah, just changing some shit. That's yeah. the thing. That's what it all comes back to. I think, you know, that's how, that's all what Obama was on too is just change. I just wanted to do something mm-hmm. and, and, and have an impact because there's so many times people are like, oh, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. But like, they don't never do shit. Yeah. Like, y'all never do shit. I just talking, mm-hmm. you know. So I wanted to actually be about it and I felt like, that was the most direct way to be about it. Yeah. Um, and through life and in learning, I figured that it's like, oh, that's, it's other ways you can impact. Yeah. And it's other ways that, you know, the presidential is influ- is an influencer, but, like, there's other people that have a strong influence, exactly. too, that's not even in the government yeah. realm. Um, so I think just through that, you just wanted to do that and pursue it. Got my degree, didn't really... I pursued it a little bit, but it was just like... That's when comedy and everything started picking up. Okay. And then when I started doing comedy, and then I was just like, you know, in my job that I was working in the in the field of uh, of um, law and 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 politics and everything, I was just like, I was like twenty, twenty one, twenty two, you know, yeah, just doing that. But I was working like 
60, 70 hour weeks. And I'm like, Jeez. fuck, man. Like, I can't. Like, I'm young, man. I'm like, yeah. I don't, I'm trying to be out here in these streets. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm trying to, you my know, live my life. Already, like, exactly. Yeah. And I'm just doing it. And, and the, the work wasn't hard. It was just like, it was just mundane. And it was just, you know, very, very, um, like. Did you didn't do anything? Like, what, were you like, do you feel like you were getting anywhere doing the work? Or? I think it was more so I was, so, so I was doing it was more on the law side. I was just like a, like a. Not an understudy, but just like an assistant to a lawyer. Okay. So if they had cases and shit, I would just like do like their busy work in a sense. Okay. Like, okay, this is what the case is about. I need you to fucking just get the, all these papers with me together. Yeah. Look, at, look, look through this, you know, look through these, look through these files, file this shit. It was oh. just like just super regular, regular shit. Work. Just big, yeah. busy work. And yeah. you sit in on the court cases and stuff, but most of the court cases that I even was a part of were like, it was funny, too, because most of the court cases, they were just, like, regular stuff, like traffic cases, people running red oh. lights, people, you know, just simple shit. But then, like, fucking out of nowhere, it'll be... I'm bad. Y'all, I can cuss. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. Okay, yeah. my bad. Uh, um, <laughs> like, out of nowhere, it would just be like, oh, murder. And, like, wait. <laughs> wait a second. What happens to the parking ticket? Yeah. <laughs> like, it would just be, like, parking ticket, parking ticket, or some traffic, traffic violation, traffic violation. And then I remember it. I remember it one of these days that it was like a parking ticket, traffic, some type of traffic violation. Then all of a sudden, this lady, old lady, come up and they had her like cuffed. And I'm like, damn, they got a cuff. Like an older lady. She was like 50, 60s. Oh, okay. Sorry, wow. sorry about that. Uh, people that are in their 50s and 60s listening. Hey, uh, oh, I'm 60s. Yeah. Laurie's. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, they were, uh, she was just, she would came up like, damn, they got her cuff like this yeah. over some some traffic violations like the fuck and then they told the story and she she slit her mom's throat with a with the uh like a the shuriken at fifth what a shuriken what a shuriken she was sitting she was sitting in her chair like a love seat watching tv and she came behind her mom and slit her throat Oh my! And I was like, the whole like, cause what? nobody in the nobody in the court was expecting. Like I said, up until then, it was all traffic violations. Yeah. The most that we had was maybe a hit and run. Yeah. So like, nobody was even ready for Man. it. But they had all of the same. I guess it was her turn. She was on the docket for that day, yeah. and she had to get, you know, her her. And then they went into graphic detail of you know what happened, and that's basically what happened. Seven like a. Oh. Seven point, uh, like a, a shuriken, like a, you know, five point star, or whatever, yeah. came behind her and just slit her throat, and she was just sitting there like, "Fam, what's up?" Like, dude, my mom's was my mom's was a piece of shit. Damn. And I was like, "Damn." I was like, "Fuck, man." My Even mom. That, her mom probably been older. Like, yeah, older. her mom had to be seventies, eighties, yeah, somewhere around that, just to be that like. Man. I mean, I'm not saying that like. Just because you old, I can let you do some bullshit. Yeah. But it's like, let that shit, like, you're 85. Exactly. Let her go. Let, just let her, you yeah. had to, and not the, to the point that you, you fucked your life up. Exactly. You know, you messed your, something. right, so you still, like. That's wild. It was wild, bro. Every, like, everybody, and I remember, you know, the lawyer I was working with, she looked at me and was like, I am, so I remember her name, Kathy, her name was Kathy, and she's like, you know, and she just looked at Kathy Reed, she looked and was like, I am. I'm so sorry. Like Jeez. this was like my first week. Yeah. And then she's like, we usually don't like we have these cases, but man. And she's like, but this is something you gotta get used to. Like yeah. this, what you if you want to go into crime or if you want to go into this type of you know this is what you'll see. You yeah. have to either go against or defend. You know these people. And in my heart, I'm like, fuck, I don't want to never defend nobody exactly. that's cutting so their mama. Guilty. Yeah, like. 
Because what can you even defend at that yeah. point? Like, especially if she's admitting it. Yeah. That's crazy, though. Yeah, man. Yeah. So I did uh, I did that for a minute. And then, like I said, comedy, that's when I really started getting into comedy. And it was like, I don't have time to do shows. Yeah. You know, I'd be so tired. And I'd be so um, tired from doing that. Or, or, or I'd do shoot sketches. Don't have time to do sketches. Don't have time. Mm. I just didn't have time. To, I didn't have a life. Yeah. And it was like, hey, I got this degree. It's not going nowhere. Don't have a time limit on it. You know, if 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 I want to come back and do something, I can. Yeah. Uh, but I at least want to go hard in the paint for this comedy and 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 everything else, entertainment yeah. stuff for the next 10, 15 years. Yeah. You know, yeah. and you already yeah. have the degree now, chase the dream. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, and and then that's what I did. You know, I just like fuck it. I went and got just like a regular nine to five job working retail. Yeah. And then just some like forty hours. Granted, I was making not making as much money as I was prior to. You yeah. know, But I still I was forty hours a week. And yeah, there was nothing really uh, any over that unless I wanted it. Yeah. So, and I got my life back. You know, I got was able to do what I wanted to do. You know, was able to you know do sketches, do go shows, stay out late if I want to. You know, because you know you're a comedian, so yeah. it's just like after shows, it's like you there for at least another hour just talking shit. Yeah, you know, you're true. just kicking it unless you really got to jet out. Uh-huh. Or you, you just who needs to go. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So that's it. but if nine times out of ten you talking shit mm-hmm. and it's like. I don't want to be like, damn, I can't fuck with y'all because I got a dip. Yeah. And it's like, you know, because I got to go to work. It was like, no, nah, I'm going to sit here and talk shit for y'all till yeah. 12, 1 in the morning just because I can't. Yeah, you know, I got that. Yeah, I got that. Yeah, I got I got, I got that. Uh, the, the leisure to do so. Yeah. Um, yeah. I but used yeah. to say, uh, when I used to have to leave, all right, guys, I got to go to church tomorrow. Mm. But it'd be like a Monday or Tuesday. Right. <laughs> but there'd be no church. And it's like, wait, what's exactly. that? Exactly. Like, wait a minute. Today's Sunday. <laughs> you going yeah. to double church? <laughs> but I get that, though, because. Yeah, it's uh, I was I'm talking about earlier how you know how I do my podcast certain time of the year and then my yeah. comedy have because you have to be able to find that balance, balance for yourself because if you don't have balance like you start suffering in some mm-hmm. other aspects of your life. So I do um, definitely understand that because yeah, it gets it can get to you if you if you let it. So yeah, man, yeah. I think that's what I'm really learning is 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 balance and learning that like. Cause it was a point too where I'm just like fucking knocking out doing shows, doing sketches, just like oh, I'm making the most of my time. Making, but I'd be exhausted, and then mm-hmm. like your quality go down. Exactly. You know, you you. It's like saturated. You, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is yeah. your quality go down? And you just cause, and then you just so tired. You mm-hmm. just so tired of doing stuff. You just you be trying to do a scene, or you be trying to, and you just don't have it. And you have it, but it's like, it's, it's draining. Yeah. So it's just you just got to find that balance and and, and the self care. You know, that's something that. Um, that I've really learned over the past like two years is just like taking time for yourself and like okay like you got to go hard in the paint get it no days off get it but like you got to take you know at least an hour or two to yourself Mm -hmm. you know so get your mind right yeah Mm -hmm. do you so what was the thing that actually drove you to be uh, or to start doing comedy or want to do comedy um I, I think for me Growing up, I always I was in theater a lot. Oh, you um, were. Yeah, so okay. I'm from I'm from St. Louis, like I said, and then like St. Louis is rough. You know, it's yeah. like one. Of, it's like the murder capital of the United States. Yeah. Or it 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 is in a consistent battle with other cities, like yeah. well, just other cities. Yeah. So it's like it was rough, and I wasn't even in, in, in the roughest part of St. Louis. And I always preface with that, like I wasn't in the hardest part, but it was still pretty. Bad. It was like a, it was like an identity crisis. Because I think my upbringing for a, a good portion of my life was fine. Like, you know, it was, you know, skirmishes here and there. And then 
we would fight. We would always fight. We would fight for, uh, you know, whatever. But then all of a sudden, it's just like people wanted to emulate the the city and they wanted to emulate, like, the, the tough part. And everybody thought they was Mr. Get Bad. And it was mm-hmm. like, and then all of a sudden, it just turned up and, 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 and just became just some fuckery. And yeah. then you get caught up in it being young, you know, being in middle school and stuff like that. Yeah. And then it's just like, you just, we just always fight. We just always doing bullshit. And then people start doing, selling drugs, doing was all this like- stuff. Gang related fightings or just no, it was just general. just fighting because okay. that's the thing about St. Louis. And I feel like that's really what makes it a lot more dangerous than a place like a LA or something. Where because it's like you know, in LA, like okay, the Crenshaw and Slauson, okay, I'm not from here or I'm rolling this, I'm 60, so I gotta stay in this area. I know mm-hmm. not to go over there, or it's like, oh, I know, um, um, this is this is. Grape Street, so I can't go over there because, yeah. you know, or if I'm Nickerson Gardens, I can't go over in Jordan Downs. Like, I know I have all of these, you know, I'm beefing with these other yeah. people. Like, I know I can't go here and here. And, like, St. Louis is just like, I don't like you. <laughs> you, What are you doing here? I'm outside. This is my box. Like, they blame, they bang blocks, but it's like, it, the, the, the blocks are so fucking close. Oh. They're damn near, the, they be the same street. It just be like a house over. Like, you'll walk. Like, I don't like you. Fuck you. Who are you? Yeah. Get out of my city. There's so many people that get they get beat up or killed and they visiting. Jeez. And it's like who do you, like why are you here? Um so it's just like it's in it's that but then also too it's just like people just people it's just the lifestyle. Some yeah. people and I but it's, there's really great parts about St. Louis, but I say all of that to say that cuz get back to what I was talking about is like I was in a lot of shit. Like, I did a lot of fuck shit. Like, I, I wasn't, like, killing nobody or doing no yeah. crazy shit like that, but I was fighting a lot. And I, being in theater, like, I was in the school theater, so, but I was fighting and shit, so I always get kicked out. Oh, like, the always, I, I, the theater program, the play, whatever play I would always have. Yeah. I remember, I forgot what the play is, but I was playing Stonewall Jackson, okay. and then I was like, oh, like, which was a big part. And yeah. For somebody my age was like a big thing and I remember being like so fucked up that I couldn't be in the play anymore because I got in a fight Jeez. so I got suspended like but the thing about it was too like my there's I honestly should have been expelled from school like just because how I like I was just fucking yeah but my test scores are so good and I got so like my grades are really good that it was like like we we, we got scores. yeah we got to keep them we got to keep them <laughs> yeah. here because it's we can't you know lose them. <laughs> so I and I think that that was really my saving grace yeah and it wasn't it didn't really have nothing to do with my upbringing like my parents are great my parents are phenomenal both my dad and my mom had both my parents had my grandparents too both amazing people it was just more so me if it's like I didn't take shit I talked shit I joked a lot and you know when I'm I wasn't the biggest dude but when like I always took up for people yeah and I was like, I hated bullies. So it was like, there's a multitude of reasons, yeah. you know, why I was fighting. But long story short, got kicked out of, you know, got kicked out of uh, all the, like every year it was like a running joke. There was okay. like, damn, you know, he got this part, but we going whoever, you know, whoever your understudy, <laughs> yeah, whoever your understudy is, we know who this is going to be the real more. person. <laughs> yeah. And then, and it wasn't a lot for three years straight. I didn't get my shit together and I yeah. never did a play. And wow. then I went to high school. I, I tried theater. I did improv a little bit, um, and then 
uh, I was able to do improv. We didn't, I, I didn't have, a, I wasn't in the theater program too because that's when I really got into sports and I kind of, not necessarily looked down on it, but I was like, get the fuck out of here, you theater kids. Yeah. Like, I ain't on that shit no more. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, but I did improv still because I felt like that was, still, that was still my avenue to be funny. Uh-huh. So then I got away from it from like sophomore, sophomore year to senior year, didn't touch a stage, didn't do any type of improv. I tried you know, I would see like, oh, what's up? What's up? Because when I got to Arizona, I'm like, oh, let me try to make my, you know, find a group of friends. But yeah. it's like, I just didn't like that. I didn't like, it was the theater kids that gave me the itch. You know, like, Ugh, I don't like you theater yeah. kids. So it was yeah. like. There's, they have a certain, uh, certain, uh, not mentality, maybe a certain air about them. Yeah. That kind yeah. of just kind of like. Like, fuck you guys. You. Yeah. yeah. And I yeah. just was like, and I was the only black dude. And I was just like, yeah, y'all are trash, bro. Yeah. Like, I'm straight. I'm going to go play. And I, and I kept playing sports. So I was just a, a jock up yeah. until the, the rest of the rest of my high school time. Yeah. And I didn't get in trouble or nothing. I, all that trouble shit went away. Like, I was cool. I, I didn't take shit off nobody. But I got my last fight was like sophomore year. Okay. And after that, I was cool. You're done. Um, and then college came around. College came around and then. I got back into improv. Uh, they had I just saw auditions for it, uh, and I was like, "Oh shit, we got an improv troupe here." Yeah. So let me go ahead and, and, and audition for it. Audition for it. There was a fuck ton of people there at that really? audition. I was Jeez. just like, "Fuck, man!" Like, shit. Like, do I still got it? I'm like, yeah, fuck, I still got it. <laughs> and then I ended up making it like nice. a bigger team. So nice. it was dope. So I was on the improv team for the two years that I was in Kansas, and then I remember we did a show, and then I, it was one of those those improv games where you have to. You have to like somebody tell you your, their day, and then they then you have to do an improv sketch off oh, of their day. So yeah, like somebody yeah. in the crowd tell yeah. you their day. I got so, fired from my job, and you yeah, do host. and yeah. you do the thing. So yeah. then the, the the lady was damn, that's crazy. I remember the lady. The lady said, "Oh, I was in a rush. I was running late, so I flew down the steps, and then I had to go to my gynecologist and stuff like that, and <laughs> then stuff like so. Then first came out the gate. I did. I was all like, well." I was like, let me book this flight downstairs. And then everybody like <laughs> fucking lost it. And then I had like everybody pick me up and fly me oh. down the stairs. Like, and then. Um, That's pretty every- smart. That's yeah. Smart. And I was like, this yeah. is the coldest shit ever. Yeah. I'm the coldest nigga alive. Like, <laughs> nobody like, yeah, everybody looked at me. He was like, yo, like, I feel like I, I shut down the cypher when I did that shit. Like, I was super, like I just said some shit that killed. I was like, let me book this flight. And everybody was lost it. The crowd lost it. I was like, oh yeah, I'm that nigga. <laughs> and then, um, so then I did that, and then I did, I just made, like, a, a joke about the gynecologist. I'm like, yeah, I was like, yeah, you checking out my pussy or something like yeah, that. Yeah. I said something of the effect of pussy, killed again. I'm like, I'm that guy out here, like, I cannot be stopped. And then, so we did the show, the show went great, everybody coming up to me like, bro, shit was fire. Yeah, like, dude, great yeah. yeah. And then my troop members came up to me and they was like hey you know you did a really good job but you you know this stuff yeah yeah, that and then that yeah and it was like but also too like that pussy stuff like you can't say that yeah like you can't like you can't granted it got a laugh but you got to stay away from that stuff and i was like okay yeah i was like (laughs) i was like all right cool but then like we kept doing shows and then slowly but surely like they always had notes for me after the show Mm -hmm. and it was always around of like like a hijacking sort of thing, or we feel like you take over or stuff, which I'm not saying I was or I wasn't, but it was just like, or then or like, hey, can you stop this? Can you do this? Can we do, like, yeah. it's like, fuck, like, I'm not myself. Like, yeah. I'm not me. Like, I want to be me, and I'm like, well, what's something 
I can do where I don't have to worry about like people coming up to me after the show saying yeah. like, "Hey, you took over." Like, no, I'm gonna take. I'm the fucking show. Yeah. Like, I want to do something while I'm the show. So I did comedy. I was like, let me try stand up. Yeah. And then I took I took a stand up class with which, uh with Tony Vintage, who who was okay. a really uh, well known uh, comedy guy out here who does the comedy um, classes and stuff. I don't know if he still does them. Um, but I took the class, um, which was so crazy too, cause I was, I wasn't embarrassed, but I, it just, I didn't tell anybody until I was done. And then like, they have like a graduation class and I was like, I didn't even tell people my graduation class. Only person that was at my graduation class was my mom. Like my girlfriend who I was staying with at the time, I didn't even have her go cause I just, I just. I made it look like it was just something passerby. Uh-huh. Like, I was just like, oh, just something like a hobby. Yeah. Because I wasn't, everybody knew me as a funny guy up until then, but I just felt like I want to be a little bit more polished before everybody sees me. But it was a good set. I never did that set ever again. Okay. Until, but it was for where I was at in my career. Yeah, it was, it was a good set. Um, and then it went well. And I was like, oh, shit, let's go to LA. I'm going to go to LA now. And yeah. then everybody was like, you got pump your brakes like yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah it's only yeah. your first set like and i'm like well bullshit i could do this and whatever so then uh uh new faces they had the oh, new faces yeah. i was like okay and i just i've always been this maybe to a fault but i always aim for the stars like mm-hmm. i always just go for the gusto that's where um, i met you new faces yeah I think yeah, where, yeah yeah and then yeah. and then they were so i, I googled like biggest comedy clubs in Arizona and then Stand Up Live came up. I'm like, okay, bet, Stand Up Live. And it was like, I remember they had Mike Epps on for a weekend. I'm like, oh, maybe I can open for Mike Epps. And I was like, my girlfriend was like, come on, bro. Like, yeah, you don't I was know like, you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was like, so what about, so I was like, they had open mic night, bet. So then it was a new faces. So then, and that at that point, I'm new to comedy, so I don't know what bringer shows is, and yeah. I didn't know like how all that stuff was the set up. Yeah, stuff yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm like, fuck it. I told everybody, I'm like, I'm about to, I got some cold ass shit. Brought everybody out. It was at least 20, 30 people. Jeez, there, there was three people my first time. Yeah, which is like, <laughs> which I will say has been hard to get since. Yeah. I mean, I did my, I did a stand up special two years ago, and that was sold out. And I do shows here and there, here, yeah. and they're sold out, but. It was a point between then that like I didn't see those thirty people ever yeah, again, yeah, you know. Yeah. So it's like they pull up because like, oh, let me try, you know, see what Ice is doing. Like, we're good. Yeah, <laughs> and then they came, and I, I I fucking murdered. Yeah, I did like I did some jokes that which to this day I I really want to do those jokes again because they were really decent jokes. I, especially with the mindset like the comedian I am now uh-huh. can make those jokes so much better. Um, but I did it fucking destroyed. And then I'm like, this is already, you know, I'm already hyping myself up even more because yeah. usually it's like, usually when people have that 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 experience, it's something that bring them down. Yeah, but I doubled usually, down and had yeah. another fucking destroyed and like, oh bitch, like yeah, Mike Epps this weekend, what's up? Two. Yeah, let's go. And they was like, no, fam, like you still got some way to go. But then, it it, it like my first real year in comedy, my my career in comedy was a backwards ass career because like right after that. Um, Renee, who owns like stand up live yeah, and yeah, all the clubs yeah. and stuff, she saw me and she was like, Man, this guy is really good. They had Arizona's Funniest coming up. I did mm-hmm. really well in the Arizona's Funniest. And then um, I was just doing, I just started doing festivals. Like they put me in a great America, great American comedy festival. Oh, wow. They put me in, you know, when T Rail was doing shows. Yeah, yeah, T Rail. Yeah, yeah. He had packed out shows. I was doing shows with him. So like I was fucking destroying for like a year. Yeah. Like, 
and just from a notoriety perspective, not from a money perspective, because I wasn't making shit, yeah. but like from a notoriety perspective, like I was I, in the first year, and I'm like, this is what it is. And yeah. then I think I did America's Funniest that next year or something. I did something, and then I just was feeling myself, and I just started talking mad shit, like, <laughs> man, fuck y'all. Like, just just on Facebook. Oh. Just on Facebook, like... <laughs> Man, fuck, I'm the coldest motherfucker out. Like, just feeling myself, and then it just rubbed a lot of wrong people, a lot of people the wrong way. Uh, yeah, Renee, yeah. Renee was seeing my stuff, and she was like, "What the fuck? Like, you destroying your brand?" Like, then I just from wow. like, and, and then that's when I really saw like control. Like when I saw like how much the comedy clubs control like yo exposure, cause yeah. not no bullshit. Like, granted, I was funny, but all the opportunities I was getting because you know. Of like the comedy club circuit and stuff like that, and the people with, like the higher ups. Yeah. So as soon as I started talking shit, that shit just went like, Dropped. and I was like, Whoa. I'm hitting people like, like I was like, yeah, I, I did because I did new faces for a couple times. Then I hosted new faces, which you know it's steps. Like you yeah. do new faces, you host new faces. Mm-hmm. Then they put you on like a, a off like a, a Thursday show. Yeah. Then they put you on a weekend show. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, you get like you. you there's the so I was but, at the point where I was doing. Like Thursday shows, so my next step was like the weekend was coming up, but that's when I started talking big shit. Yeah, because they put me on a Thursday show, and whoever, and I'm not gonna say the comedian's name, but I was on there with that comedian. Nobody showed up, just people for me, and I was like, man, that's bullshit. Like y'all put me on this bullshit show, like. And the comedian that you with was the headliner. Yeah, the comedian I was, oh. he was from L.A. and um. Wow. And he, I'm like, all right, cool. They hyped it up. Like, oh, yeah, this is going to be the guy. Like, you're going to get the show. It's going to be packed. Mm-hmm. He has a big crowd. There was, like, fucking 25 people in there. If that. It was maybe 15. It was like a table. Like, a, you know, the tables that it was at the Tibby Empire. Yeah. It was a table. That's it. The whole, the whole building. Place. It was Jeez. a table. And I was like, fam. And I just got on my high horse. Like, how dare they put me in this shit? Like, yeah. And I was just talking, I'm like 24 you at the time. You, when you think about it now? And I think that now that looking at it. Like, they knew like, it was going to be a bad show, but they did anyway. You see how, and then I reacted the, the wrong <laughs> fucking way. I, and yeah, I, re- I wasn't ready. Yeah. You know, that's what it came down to. I, 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 um, I, I was I was bigger than my bridges. Yeah. Uh, too big for my bridges, whatever it, that old uh, saying yeah, is. Saying, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I just didn't, I didn't, I just was talking big shit. And then they fucking put the clamps on my Jeez. ass. So it was like, I went to like, okay, cool. What's up with the weekend show? They was all like, oh, yeah, we got a hosting spot for you. I'm like, okay, bet. Let's do it. And I'm looking. And I was like, new faces. Like, I already did that. Like, yeah. I already hosted. I'm going backwards. They're yeah. like, I mean, you can either host it or you can be just on the show. Wow. And I'm like, but I already. She's like, okay. Yeah. Or you can just not come at yeah. all. And I'm like, yo, fuck this. Like, you know, my ego was, you know, was fucked up. For, yeah. and, and some of it was me. A lot of it was me, you know, looking back on it. A lot of it was me and, and, and my arrogance. And, and it's, I put myself there so many times. You know, I, like I said, I get kicked out a lot of shit. I got kicked off the basketball yeah. team for being arrogant. And I, cause, basically the same story. Yeah, it was, came, same thing. Yeah. It's like I acted like I was God's gift to basketball, and then they kicked me off. And then, you know. Uh, Did you have anybody that actually was like, Telling you, hey man, like relax, chill out. Like, only one person really did, and I think it was like my 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 homie Brennan always says, like inside baseball, everybody around me was usually saying, like, yeah, fuck them, like you that man, you the guy. I only had one person from like an outside lens, 
uh, book, you know, Marcus book, RIP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah. he he was like, hey man, like you gotta notice the marathon, not a sprint. Like you can't, you know, get all hot. Like I was like, man, fuck that. Like I'm the big, but he was one of the people that was just like, hey man, really? you gotta, yeah, you gotta, you gotta chill. But yeah. I I just wasn't hearing it. Yeah, I wasn't hearing it. Um, yeah. I was young. I'm, I was what. 20, 24, 23, 24. So yeah. it's just like, fuck out of here. I'm the hottest thing out. Like, fuck what you talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I wasn't. Still, you know, <laughs> it, I was not. Um, but I think that, but then that let me see, like, you, the control you thought you have, you don't have it. Yeah. For these people to just make a phone call and be like, and ever since then, I, and from that point, I never got back on a, a bigger show, even to this really? day. And I feel like now I can, I can, I can maneuver some things and, and, and get on a show just yeah. because I've I've built those bridges and, 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 and you know and, and re built those partnerships and, and, and worked on that stuff, which took some time to kinda get that back yeah. good. Um but that just let me see like, okay, when this shit go get going, like you're gonna have to do it to where you're in control. Yeah. Like where you run stuff. And now you can see all the shows, my special. I did all my special. I did that myself. I did a lot of, I do a lot of things on my own. I, I booked the place. I, I set up the tickets. I set up the website. Like I do it all myself because it's just like that was a learning moment for me. Like, hey, one, it was a humbling moment. Yeah. First and foremost, before anything, it's like, hey, you're not as big as you think you are. Yeah. And even when you get to that point, you shouldn't act like this. Still uh, put the work in. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And then two, it just lets you know that, like, damn, they have way more control than I anticipated. Because I thought I was going to be at that point to where I would be so big that nobody could deny me. Yeah. But that's definitely not the case. Like, if somebody big as fucking Louis C.K. can get canceled, then anybody. Yeah. Nobody's yeah, safe. Nobody's safe. So it's like, all right, got it. Check. You know, yeah. so I think that was, that was a real humbling moment for me. So I went back to the drawing board. And that's why I say my experience was backwards because... After that, I go from doing festivals, packed out shows, sold out shows, to three people being in the crowd. Yeah. You know, and this was consistent. This was a good year where I'm doing, like, the comedy spot uh-huh. or uh, stand-up Scottsdale or something like that, which, great clubs. Yeah, they are. Yeah. But coming from, you coming out the gate, mm-hmm. doing stand-up live, Tempe Improv, packed out. Not off of my name. It's not packed out because I'm there. Yeah. It's packed out because whatever the, you know, the show is, the person on the show or or the other people, other names on the show, and I'm yeah. just happen to be in the in the same, you know, realm as them, you know. But you start off, you come out the gate doing that, then you go into a, a person, uh, you doing a show with three people in, you doing a show in fucking Cave Creek with like five people, mm-hmm. you doing a show, you know, in who, you know, where, where the fuck where, yeah. you doing a, a casino show, ain't nobody at this shit. Yeah, and it's just like, I but I was, but last year I was just, but what, and it's last just like time you couldn't find a seat. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Right. And it's just like, that fucked me up. Like, that fucked me up. Like, yeah. I was just like, damn. You know, and it's just like, but it, it, that's where I really, like, found myself and my, like, m- really my mental fortitude. Because I could have easily fold it and just been like, you know what, this is. Yeah. But I think for me to be like, okay, not only am I going to fix myself, but I'm also going to make sure that, like, I work back to where I can yeah. get it so sold out. Ships up yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And I came back and was just telling people I wasn't on like I'm a, like a, I'm sorry to her or nothing like that because I do feel like like you said you know you see that I'm young instead of putting the clamps on me and just trying to fucking dead me you could have been like hey Ice like nobody really reached out and was like fam 
you fucking your money up. You fucking, yeah. you messing your, like, you messing your trajectory up. They're just like, oh, we can show you better than we can tell you. Yeah. And they showed me. And mm-hmm. I still learn, but I feel like. It's like the ass whooping a little yeah, bit. Yeah. It's like you could have, you could have, we could have went about this a different way. If you're like me, you can be pretty picky with what kind of hair products you use, especially when it comes to your beard. Sometimes it might feel like things that just don't work out the way you want it to. And a product that I found that really works for me is called That Good Good. Now, the name kind of sounds like something you see on the back of a white woman after she's recently had surgery, but it's actually handmade hair and skincare products. The beard oil is amazing. It's like food for your beard. It makes it shiny. There's a sheen to it. It looks really nice. And the shea butter that's used for the lotion is actually whipped. So when it goes in your skin, it feels so smooth and it gives that nice little silk sheen to it. So I really like it. It's, it's amazing. So check it out on Instagram at that good good HS, or you can go to to gmail email them at that good good hs at gmail.com check it out and and i and i just wasn't really given the opportunity so i was just like fuck it so i think i i had a chip on my shoulder but i was still learning yeah um and then now like you know i i'm 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 getting in a better spot to where i was like all right cool and now when i started building my brand and my name back up now I'm I'm I know I treat people right even when I do feel like I'm I got successes or I got wins I still don't I still don't like move a certain way or I don't yeah. shit on nobody. Yeah, mm. and I think that's I think a big lesson too about you know your how people I, well I can say like you're only as big as your name will take you. Yeah, in the comedy so like if you make yourself to that point where you are that big like and like you said people taking it away like mm. everything just can fold so fast yeah. so it's good that you were actually able to learn that experience and then like grow within yourself and yeah. have that improvement because to be able to do a special like tears layer I mean that's mm. something like only I don't know how many people have actually done a special before like yeah. that I know I only know a couple people who like not personally but I, I've seen them on Facebook and yeah. like that so to be able to see people actually do special I'm like man that's a, that's a blessing because yeah. like that opportunity is not afforded a lot of people who know still put the work in doing that but they don't have like the name yeah know? so yeah. I think it's great that you were able to turn that around for yourself that's, it is that's too awesome. and I and I would say that now like I don't want to talk like I'm on a fucking worldwide tour like yeah. I'm still I'm not nowhere big as I want to be I'm not even and that's the thing too one of my because I have a, a show a bonfire show called bonfire stories yeah. that I do in yeah. LA yeah um and that has really been blowing up but people Cause there was a time where I really hit. So I moved to LA in 2017. So I, I was feeling myself, and I just was doing shows and doing everything. But um, I I kind of scaled back on it because my work picked up it in, in 2018 for whatever reason. I didn't do comedy as much as I should have. I didn't do stand up as much as I should have because other stuff other stuff took off, which was good wins for me too, yeah. like commercials and acting stuff. But yeah, um, I just wasn't on the stand up thing. So it was like. I host that show with another uh, another comedian, my, my brother, Keenan, Keenan Breaker. Um, and he just was telling me, like, what other comedians, because he knows, like, he's been doing comedy for 10 years in L.A. Okay. So he knows everybody. He's the one that gets the bulk of the people on the show. I get my homies and people, the L.A. people that I know and the comedians that I know. But he's the one where, like, hey, I ain't got nobody this this month. Like, can you get another person? Like, yeah, yeah he got, got them, like, lined up. And those people would come to him and be like, who is this? You know, like, who is this? They would talk to him about me like, 
who is this young dude? Yeah. Like, you know, he got the look, he got the afro, you know, um, kind of my hair ain't out like it usually yeah. is right now, yeah. but I usually have my afro and stuff. They was like, he got the image, but I don't see him on the scene. Yeah. Who the fuck is this dude? And it's just like, that was one of the moments again where it's like, fuck, like, you think you out here, but you're not. Like, yeah. he was, and he was like, man, you got to hit like five, six mics a week. Like, you got to be out here That's to get your name yeah. out here. Yeah, they yeah. were telling me like, you got to, where you at? You funny, because I can see that you funny just based off how you do your stories and yeah. stuff, but it's like, where are you at? Like, you ain't known in L.A. You might be known here or there, but, like, in L.A., like, you got to make your name. And yeah. I was like, right? So I was, and that's what I started doing. I was doing five or six mics. Right, Like, this is very, very recent. Like, right? It was crazy because I had, like, a whole spreadsheet of mics that I was going to do for the next coming weeks, and the fucking quarantine came. So, Dang, so just squash all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, but it's like, when I get back, I'm just going to be on the thing because it's like every everybody that I've came in contact with, they're like, you're hilarious. You have the look like you can, even if you weren't one of those funny guys, you have the look. You got to polish yourself here and there. We can still feel like, you know, you're not 10 years deep like everybody else. Yeah, yeah. We can still see that you got some, you, some, some, some things to work on and could be a little bit more polished, but you can get that polish through five or six mics. And yeah. it's like, okay, cool. Like, and that's what I wanted to do because I'm all about work. It's like, cool. Let me, and I adjusted my work schedule to make sure that I can hit those mics and, and do it. But whenever this shit is over, I'm going to be, you know, out there because yeah. I, I, I have no illusion of grandeur. I know I'm still, especially on the LA settings, I'm still lower on the totem pole in a sense. It's, but, but people fuck with me and they yeah. know me and they know the show. Believing you is what it sounds like too. Yeah. So. Yeah. And the that's show. Good. Yeah, and I'm, I'm glad. And I got some OGs that's like Tony Baker. Tony Baker, you know, I, I talked yeah, to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tony Baker's a fucking hilarious dude. He, you know, he he, he telling me stuff. He be talking to me. Keenan, like I said, he's he's my my dog. Man, he really yeah. he's really put a lot of stuff in perspective for me. Um, my uh, uh, Clayton Thomas, Clayton Thomas has been a uh, Clayton Thomas has been a really uh, really a good person as far as a, as far as somebody is that's just like big bro just showing me the game and stuff and talking to yeah. me about stuff um uh, who else um bt kingsley he's he's helped me oh, you know yeah. so, but my boy i mean and all, my boy matt my man my boy matthew like he's 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 killing it right now too so like that's my dog Cause like he from arizona he came out from arizona with me like oh, wow. he, he went he was in arizona he went to la first but him like it's been people that's just like been helping me maneuver a lot better and let me really get my foot like i feel like the end of 2018 the all the 2019 and the beginning of this year like i've really like started to get my like a a handle on la and like started learning the game and stuff like that and it's like and with the the bonfire show the last two shows have been sold out so it's like that's crazy especially for la show like we're really doing some some good things and it's like Making some waves. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's to me, it's just, it's just, it's just a constant, all of this stuff is a consistent journey of learning myself and, and learning growth. Cause it's just like my old habits, not old habits, but my old way of thinking sometimes creeps back in every now and yeah. again. It's like, all right, cool. Like we got to get on TV. Like this yeah. shit got to get on TV. Like this, and which everybody that does the show, they're like, man, this has to be on TV. So yeah. everybody just pumping my head up. Like let's get on TV. And then my homie, you know, the other host Keenan, he like, we going to get there. Yeah. It's going to be on TV at some point. Yeah. We doing the proper things necessary, you know. All shit now, yeah. So when it gets to that exactly. Point, he was like, ready. but we don't want to say, hey, get on TV right now because yeah. we're not ready. Yeah. He's like, we're not ready. We still got to, you know, get this down, get this down. And this was a conversation we had about six months ago because we started the show last May. Okay. Um, 
So hopefully, we I mean, we probably won't be open again. So yeah. we're going to do an anniversary show in May, but that probably won't happen because yeah. of the quarantine, quarantine and stuff. Yeah. Um, but but then like three, because our first show was pretty rough, but then the second and third show fucking sold out again. Wow. And we was just like, I was like, yeah, we got to get on. This got to be on Netflix, this shit. And then he's like, chill out. Like, But that's, once again, shooting for the start. Like, I want, the, I don't, I don't want to be on Facebook Live. Like, I want to be on fucking yeah. Netflix. I want to yeah. sign a $100 million deal. Yeah. Like, I want to be on HBO. I want to be fucking Deuces and Marrow and all yeah. that. Like, I want, like, fuck all this little bitty shit. Yeah. And I think that's necessary. That's, that I'm always keep that just because that's what's going to drive me. But I also have to be realistic because if Netflix would have came off of that second episode that we did of the Bonfire Stories, like, hey, what y'all got? We would have shit the bed. Yeah. And not and it would have been good, but it wouldn't be the no. quality of show that it is that the 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 February show that we had. Yeah. That February show was fucking through the roof. But we came a long way. Now now if somebody a Netflix or somebody come, we more prepared. We got a we got a package. We got a a, a press kit. And everything. We got a, a you know a one pager. Everything ready to go. We can speak to the show. We can speak to the comedians. All this stuff. Yeah. But you know, in June and July last year. You know, if we would we would have we would have been in a tough spot. Would yeah. we would able to put something together? Of course, but it's just to, to take time because you don't want to burn the show exactly. out. It's better, and, it's yeah. better to already be ready. Exactly. And that's and and this has just been a big learning process for me. It was like, okay, that's cool because everybody said that. Like Keenan said that, and the, the the production team that worked with, like, we get you, we know where you at, but we got some work to do, and it's just like. Same thing. I, I do short films, and I, I with with a script, and I, they they budgeted the script. The script was gonna be for a short film, like fifty k. There's like ice. This is a fifty k short film. Like that. Like what's up, bro? Yeah. Like you gotta figure that shit out. Yeah. Like come on, like you gotta. You, I, this is a great script, but the where budget. you gonna get fifty k from yeah, exactly. for a short film? Yeah. So it's like, but I'm like, fuck it. I'm about to get in this. I'm gonna be in Venice. I'm gonna be in Cannes. I'm gonna be lit. It's like. All right, cool. Make something else shorter first, <laughs> cheaper. Give me a twenty dollars film. Yeah, give yeah. me a. Like, so then, so now I'm working on a five K one. So it's like get that one first. Make a great five K film that's gonna just cost us five thousand dollars, and then get your name out there. Yeah. Get known as a director, mm-hmm. and then once you get known as a director and or as a writer and stuff, get they can be like, hey, this fifty. Oh, what else you got? Oh, it's this fifty K short film that I want to make. Oh, okay, well you fucking. You did great on this one. We can give you fifty thousand yeah. yeah. dollars. But me coming out the gate right now saying, "Give me this fifty k." Like, who the fuck are you? Fifty. Yeah. Like, who the fuck are you? Like, some people use that on an indie feature film, yeah. let alone a short film. Get the fuck out of my face. Yeah. And it's like, but no, I want to. Like, I get it, but got to do this first. Get your name out there. Do Same with comedy. Prepared. I know. I see you want to be at Just for Laughs, and I see you want to be on fucking Comedy Central. Have your own HBO special, but. Do this first. Yeah. Get these six, five or six mics a week. You know, do that shit first, and get your fucking get your you know head out of your ass, yeah. and and do what you need to do first. And yeah. I think that my experience with comedy, having the great shit first, kind of warped my perception of what you know stuff is. Yeah. And and but I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm learning to be humility is a big thing. Um, and then. Just work hard and, and take your time. Yeah, you know. I That's think. what I think that um, I was struggling with as a comedian myself was mm-hmm. when I would do different shows 
and I wouldn't feel like I was like I wasn't hitting like I wanted to mm-hmm. and then I would have these ideas like oh man I wish I could do this 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 I, I was telling my fiance like all mm-hmm. my ideas she was like well I can do this I can do that I can do this I was like I don't know yeah I don't know <laughs> fucking well, this is why I feel like I, I want to do she's like well, yeah. well you have to have something ready because like you can't just say you want to do it and not have an idea she's like because I hear what you're saying she's like but I don't see it and I was mm-hmm. like yeah I understand that so I think it is it is a hard thing, especially as a comedian, when you want to have these these projects that you want to just have out there, and you're like, man, I can just see myself doing this, or I can, I can feel yeah. myself doing, or I, I I know that I'm capable of this, and then yeah. not like having like the backing that you wish you had at yeah, the moment. Exactly, it's like, man, it's like one of the frustrating things. And then I, she was telling me, she said something to the effect of, you know, you have to you have to work like everybody else worked. And I was I remember now someone told me that. I think Chris D'Elia, mm-hmm. how he was doing like he, I think he quit his job actually, mm-hmm. and then started doing stand up like full time like comedy shows. He was hitting mm-hmm. clubs like every night, and he was just hitting them, hitting them, hitting them. And then look where he is today. I mean, right. he's doing shows. He's on Netflix too. He yeah, we just dropped shows. a special. On yeah, Netflix, yeah. And then he did the Netflix around comedians around the world. He was yeah. on that too. So he was on that show on NBC for a little yep, bit. Yep. So he he made it because he like you said put the work in. Yeah. So it's like. If you consistently do what people have done to get where they're at, then there's no reason why you shouldn't get there. I mean, right. it's like you said, like you you let the the, the ego or something like that get exactly. in the way of your success, then you aren't going to get there. But if you you know shake the right hands and you're humble, and there's no reason why if you're already doing the work, you know. Yeah, and that's the biggest thing with me, man. It's just like I always put in my head, like I just don't, and I still in this mindset in a sense, but I'm just more focused about it. But it's just like. I don't want to be 15, 20 years and still doing being an open mic comedian or yeah. still like, oh, yeah, just still hanging around, seeing, watching people pass me. Yeah. So it's like, what can I do to make sure that I... Stay ahead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. when you get older, it gets harder. Yeah. Which is, I, I don't know. I say that, but then I'm thinking like, there's arc people who haven't even hit success until they're like 35, yeah. 40. So yeah. it's like, it's not, maybe not really necessarily as harder. But I just don't but want that to be. Yeah. I, just, I, I You know, and it's no disrespect to people that that move like that and have that you know some people don't get their success from 50 to 60 but it's like i'm good fam yeah. like i don't <laughs> i don't want that i don't i'm i'm a, if hey if i'm busting and i'm not saying these people aren't busting their ass yeah. i don't want that i don't want that to be uh discredit with their hard work they probably put in yeah obviously yeah. decades yeah. of work to even mm-hmm. get to that point but i just like in this day and age i feel like that shouldn't happen it's i feel like it's new way of doing it yeah. like i don't I don't have to. I remember an older comedian. Uh, he was an amazing comedian. I remember him telling me like, "Yeah, you gotta." I used to have to mop floors for stage time. I, you know, I'm mopping no fucking floor. Yeah, you don't have to. Know I'm, I, that ain't. That was in the '80s and '90s, fam. Yeah. I don't. I'm not doing that. And yeah. it's not that I'm above it, but you don't have to. I don't have to do that. Yeah. If I want, I can get on Instagram right now and do a 10 minute set. That's true. I can go somewhere, you know, and and. And post it on YouTube, and and people can critique it and whatever, but people seeing me. Yeah. And I can go on live, you know, I can go on my Instagram and you know, just post some shit, or Facebook and post some shit, um, and people know me, and yeah. and I can build a brand off of that. I'm not gonna sweep nobody. Fuck you guys. Like I'm not <laughs> yeah. gonna mop your floor, like yeah. for some stage time. Yeah. And that's how I am too now. It's like some some people even outside of LA just in clubs they just they want you to you know to kiss their ass mm-hmm. and it's like that's not how I move yeah 
you know, I, I can I can if you give me stage time, I'll be grateful for it. Equal respect. Exactly. Like, that's what it should be the exchange. And I feel like it's such an old mentality yeah. and mindset to think that you that people have to pay their service in that way. Yeah. You know, to mop floors or to kiss ass. Yeah. It's like there, there's you can still there's a person his name is a uh, Zig Ziglar. Um, he says like you can have anything you want in life if you help uh, just enough other people get what they want in life. Yeah, that's his mindset, and I'm like, if you just help that person get, it's gonna help your club get because they're bringing in revenue to you, which is gonna make yourselves good, which is gonna yeah. make them good because they're people that you can rely on. So it's like, it's a whole wheel that spins mm-hmm. if you just get out the mentality that all oh, they have to do this, this, this. Yeah, that's a that's the that's a failing mentality to me. Yeah, in my opinion, and I think and I, and I totally agree, just because you you when people get in a position of power they know what they had to get through to get there yeah so they exactly. feel like you got to go through that too and it's like no fuck that like good thing they should be like i should make this easier right for people right because this shouldn't i shouldn't have had to do this but they, like you said yeah yeah. Wanted them to kiss, yeah and that's the thing too it's like uh, you you took 15 to 20 years to get here so you want me to take 20 to 15 years to get here like no uh, no why yeah you should not and i'm not saying hey I'm black man with afro. That's funny. Put me on your show tonight. Yeah. Like I know, I got you know. Oh, I don't know you from a can of paint, bro. Get out of here. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna just put you on my show. But at the same time, it's just like, hey, here's my video. Here's my work. This is what I've done. This is my resume. I would like to get on a, just a, the Friday show with you. Yeah. You can say, hey man, my show is booked. I don't have nobody. Cool. Yeah. But if you want to double down and be like. Oh, you got to do this. You got to do this. Fifteen years. Who are you? Kiss my ass. Maybe you know. Stay and talk to me for a while. Like, fuck that, man. Yeah. I think I want it to be genuine. If I'm yeah. kicking, if I'm kicking it with you, and we kicking it, talking it, like we said after the show, and it's like, hey, man, come do my show. Cool. Yeah. That's how. Like, that's a lot of LA is. It's like, is people just kicking it, hanging out, like, and you just stay. People are always saying, show face, show face, be consistent out here. And I didn't get that. Like, I would do a show a couple of years. You'll see me for, like, three weeks, and I disappear for, like, three months. And I come back, and then, like, <laughs> and then I'm like, what's up? Give me yeah. on the show, you said. And it was like, bro, I haven't seen you in yeah, three months. you die, bro. <laughs> right. Like, I haven't seen you in three months, bro. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. And at first, I'm like, oh, y'all on some L.A. shit. But then I realized, like, you just, I get it. Yeah. You got you to gotta, you gotta play the game in a sense. But you, I'm a man at the end of the day. Yeah. I'm a man at the end of the day, and it's like, I do have dignity, I do have pride, and I know what is, what is good networking, and I know what is kissing ass. Yeah. And I know that, and even with networking, and even with kissing ass, I'm not saying that you can't send a thank you, you know, after somebody does something great for you, hey, you know, you did a great, you know, yeah. thank you for, for giving me that, that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, I'm not going to, you know, be like, you know, if you uh, let me go or you, I walk your dog or I do this for you. Like, I'm not going to be your <laughs> lackey. Yeah. yeah, I'm not going to be yeah. your lackey like I had. Yeah. Um, this agency took a risk on me because I'm, you know, really fairly new to acting. And they was like, the agent told me, she was like, you're not agent. You're not like commercial ready. You're not ready. You got to take these acting classes. If you're really serious about this, take these acting classes. Yeah. Come do a tape for me then. Come audition for me then. We'll see. Okay. And then I was like, okay, that's at least something. Like, yeah, give me something was, to start. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Starting point. 
So I did. I took the classes. Great classes. Killian's uh, commercial workshop in L.A. Amazing, okay. amazing class. Took that uh, and got some new headshots. She was like, "Yeah, your headshots are trash. Get new headshots." Um, here's a list of people that have headshots. Um, went and got done. Got some headshots done. Laura Burke gave me fantastic headshots. She's okay. a fantastic photographer. Her her headshots uh, that she did was amazing. Um, then I came back like. Hey, she was like, here's my headshots. I went to Killian's. This is like over three, four months, man. And then then, then I was like, yeah, I was like, hey, I'm back. And then she was like, all right. Sent me like two scripts and was like, hey, you know, say these two commercials. And then came in for talking, came in for a meeting. And it was funny, too, because she was like, yeah, this is great. This is amazing. She was like, so who else, like? What other agencies are after you now? Because I'm sure, like, you got a lot of different offers. Oh, no, I just, and I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> just you, ma'am. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. She was like, "Oh yeah, just probably like the stock for you went up. Like, I probably you the race. I mean, you did these headshots and how great you are now. Yeah. Like, I know. I'm like, fam, y'all the only one. She was like, and it was funny too because she was like, here, well. Take some time, you know, weigh out your options, see what everybody else is offering you, and then come back. Right. She's like, get back with me. And I'm like, well, you know what? Um, Because in my head, like, yeah, like you said, this is my only fucking option. This is the only person agency that's giving a fuck. Like, and they were big, you know, a big commercial agency. So she name dropping other commercial agencies. I'm like, they don't have a fucking clue who I am. So I'm happy that you guys know who I am. So it's like, and when she said that, I'm like, you know what? What I'm going to do is actually. I've already thought about it. I've researched your company. And I was like, this is where I want to be. Yeah. Just being here right now around you people, this is where I want to be. And, and she's like, so, yeah. <laughs> she's all clapping. The slow clap standing up. <laughs> you got it, damn it. And then she was like, oh, you really? I'm like, yeah, this is where I want to be. And That's she's dope, like, though. and then she, yeah, and I signed, and then they've been getting me work, did some commercials. Um, and do you have to pay a, a fee? No, okay. no, they take a percentage of all the commercials of what you oh, make, okay. yeah, okay. yeah. So I always, thought a, they were, I, I always thought, I don't know why I thought that too. I thought that would have mm. took a fee that you had to keep paying monthly fees. No, if any any agent, uh, that or manager that makes you pay them, they're scamming. not, they're, they're scamming, okay, yeah, true. definitely a scam. They, well, they, they, for me, Jesus, you're right, right. <laughs> 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 yeah, they, 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 they scam me if they do that, but what they do because, because they, because it's incentive for them to get you work, I see. you know, so yeah, it's like, oh, okay, well, only way I'm gonna get paid is if you get paid, yeah. so I'm gonna make sure I'm submitting you to yeah. all these different, you know, commercials, and okay, stuff. so yeah, I know, all right, yeah, all so right. then that, so, um, so there's really. You just got to put in the work, and I think that's what I've really been learning. It's like, you got to fucking do the work. Yeah. Do the work. Do the work. Stop bitching. Do the work. But, but, be smart about the work. Work smarter, not harder. And I don't want to diss any places, yeah. but. But what do, you, yeah, what, do you, what do you mean by that when you say that? Like, work smarter. And as far as that type of work. Um, I think for as, as far as, I'm more, I take it back to stand-up comedy. Some places they have uh, I'll just say like I, I, I'm not a big believer in people I do bring your shows people do bring your shows and it's like that's not working smart you know working smart you gotta you gotta 
drag your people to come out. Not drag your people to come out to see you, but you got to make people people come out to see you. Mm-hmm. Then they got to pay a two drink minimum. Then they got to do this and this and then like it's gonna get to the point where people. Not that they don't want to see you, but it's like fuck, man. I got to drop another fifty dollars to go see Ice again. Yeah. Like every time I got to see Ice, it adds up. So it's, it's yeah. fifty dollars, and you got shows every week, and it's like okay, that's not working. You know, yeah. you're not. Granted, you're doing a spot at the comedy store, and it looks good because like oh, I'm at the comedy store. I got my comedy store picture, but it's yeah. like. You you gotta you gotta be able to move through those you know and then other places is just like are you really gonna get on stage yeah like there's fifty comedians here really uh, and that's on a low end hundred and twenty three hundred co- like a bunch of comedians in one place trying to get on one open mic Man. at either the Laugh Factory or the Comedy Store and it's like that's wild am I going to get on stage yeah. I think Lab Factory has a good has it a good way where it's like first come first serve first twenty people. You got to get there at oh dark thirty. The show is at six. First people start lining up at like two. Jeez. But it's a four hour wait. But you know you're gonna get on stage. Yeah. If you're in that, if you're counting the people, you're like, okay, I'm sixth in line. Yeah. I'm gonna get on stage for sure. And then through doing those mics, you know, you 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 win a mic, you come back, you do you get another spot, and you eventually work your way up yeah that's working in a sense that's a a, a, a version of working smarter but then something like the the comedy store potluck that's 20 people signed up it is two to three hundred comedians there Jeez. maybe i'm on the low end on the low end a hundred a hundred comedians every monday man for 20 spots the odds are not good for 20 spots yeah and if that's the only show you do, that's not working hard. Yeah. You you working hard because you might be going there, yeah. or you might be taking three buses, or you might be doing, you might be busting your ass to get there, but you don't, you're not returning. One, you're not getting on stage because there's I've I've seen people that finally get on the stage and it's like I've been trying to get on this show for four years. That's not working smarter. Yeah. If okay. that's the only some people that's the only that's the that's the only thing mm-hmm. they don't do shit else. They're not doing somebody else's mic, hole in the wall mic. They're not doing this person's mic. They're not doing this person's mic. They just trying to get on a comedy store. Yeah. And because I think that that's that's the that's step it. up to all. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like that's not you're working hard, but you're not working smart. Yeah. And it's like you're not going doing what you need to do. You're only hitting the big clubs. You're only hitting the the laugh factories and doing this mm-hmm. and trying to go through their labyrinth to where it's like, which can work out, can't. But it's like you doing these shows. For them to get you a spot, and then what does that do for you? Yeah. Like you, that did nothing for you just because you six months that went by, and you getting a hosting gig for an open mic. Yeah, yeah. So this is gonna be first of a two part episode because this interview ran a, a little long, longer than my normal episode. So um, next week I'll be posting in the next episode. Feel free to follow Ice. McGowan at a on Instagram at ice dot McGowan I C E dot M C G O W A N that's his Instagram handle. He has a lot of funny videos that he's been doing almost daily since the quarantine stuff has happened. So if you want a good laugh, he has at least ten fifteen videos on there that he's been doing. So check it out. A uh, really funny guy and really insightful as you've heard earlier. And uh, make sure to follow me at Nathaniel Butler Official. That is my Instagram handle. 
Also on Facebook, that is my handle as well for my comedy page, Nathan Butler Official. You can follow the account at My Talk Is Deep at Twitter for um, everything that's related to this podcast. So yes, yeah, go to Twitter at My Talk Is Deep. Feel free to follow me and uh, let me know what you think. Uh, if you want to hear some things, anything helps, honestly. And please, if you have it in your heart, just give it a share, a like, a follow. Uh, anything helps to spread the word about this because. I would like it to grow a little more so it doesn't happen without the support of you guys. So if you're listening to it and you've been listening to it, please just uh, share it with somebody or on your page, whatever, anything helps. I really appreciate you guys and I really appreciate it. Remember, be blessed and a blessing. Thank you.